First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Stras Voigta, and welcome back to episode 80 of your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast, the pod of the everyman. Can't believe we're on episode 80. We have so much to talk about this week. I'm Jordan, here with my boy Drew. Drew, how's your week in Florida been? Uh, sunny, sunny, breezy. Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Man. Wow. Remember, remember when jingles used to be a thing? Uh, I do. You know why? Because we have uh, we have two jingles, an intro right. and an outro. Sure do. Can't sure. wait till all the Two Beers podcast board members just assemble in Pittsburgh and just we get Steve some booth time and we're just in the booth jamming. It's going to um, happen. It'll be like that uh, that time when Bret Hart, Undertaker, Razor, Ramon, Diesel, and Shawn Michaels all got into a studio and recorded some music. It's going to be lovely. <laughs> it's going to be so good. <laughs> oh, man. Lots of bumps are going to be taken. Uh, like, as in cocaine? <laughs> hey, you. Oh, uh, spe- speaking of uh, performance enhancers, let's, let's get to the drinks, shall we? Let's get to it. Assume positions. For the world famous two brew salute. Three, two, one. Uh oh. Oh god. I have That's sprayed. That's sprayed. Oh, sprayed to the face. I have a dancing gnome. Uh this thing is called a oh crap. I how am I supposed to pronounce this? Garavogue. Um it's a dry stout. It's for the Irish. Let me have a sip. Oh. Oh. Ah. Uh, um. No. No. Who? 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 It's a, I mean, it's okay, but like, why isn't it smooth? Damn it! This is dry stouts are supposed to be smooth. <sighs> and what are you drinking, Drew? Uh, just another Corona Premier, my man. Keeping it light. Hey, you're in Florida. Had some, uh, had a nice margarita at uh, Tommy Bahama's uh, outdoor bar today. It was nice. Uh, it, was, it was zesty. The Two Margaritas podcast. What would the topics be on Two Margaritas podcast? Have you have you even ever even had tequila before? Yes. What have you? you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I just thought I'd ask. What were the topics of the two? You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have much hair on your chest, so I just assumed you didn't. Um, that's an awkward thing to say. It's like, uh, am I supposed, am I supposed to refute that, or am I supposed? Am come I supposed on, man. To... We used to, we used to train together. We used to spar together. We used to sleep together. <laughs> no, no, we, we didn't sleep. No, no, we used to sleep in the same area. No. <laughs> so good, man. No, no, it's, yeah, no, it's good stuff though. Oh man, feeling right. rich, feeling rich. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, that was a reference to the Tyson Fury Dillian White press, press conference. conference, where um, basically Tyson Fury was saying, like, you know, the two British boxers used to spar together and train together and sleep together, and da da da. Dillian White goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, bro! No, no, we didn't sleep together. Like, we we slept in the same area as each other." And he was like, oh, God, no, oh, I can't, <laughs> and everyone got a good chuckle out of it. Um, but Drew and I did sleep together. That, that, that yeah. did happen. Uh, sure All did. Right. So. I spent I spent 25 bucks on those Tyson Fury boxers today. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Um, on that note, I spent uh, 80 bucks on that Errol Spence fight last week. Oh, you and me both, pal. Uh, Lit- Don- quite, quite, quite literally, I spent eighty bucks on just that fight. <laughs> <laughs> With your travels, you just got down there in the nick of time, eh? At, at the ring walk. Yeah. Um. So Errol Spence kicked his ass. Like, wow. That was the truth. Truth. He just 
whooped up on uh, Jordanus Ugas. Like, <laughs> so what, it got I, I was, I was, I was going to say, let, let, I'll let you drive this since you were, you, you thought this was going to be a far more I competitive it fight. Super, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you had it a good what four round difference, a four round victory. Yeah, I, I had thought, it razor yeah. thin. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it got stopped in what the eighth? Do you remember? Uh, eighth or ninth, right? Wasn't it going? No, the tenth. It was the tenth. Yeah, it was yeah, going yeah, to the tenth. It got stopped in the tenth because Jordanus Ugas' eye swelled shut. Uh, yes. Come to find out, he did break his orbital bone. Um. Spence just landed punches in bunches in the trenches. Just they were going forehead to forehead and for whatever reason Ugas was not throwing any punches. Yeah, I don't I don't know who was more drunk, KD in the first half of Sunday's <clears throat> game 1 or Ugas Saturday night. It was just weird and it, I don't want to take anything away from Ugas, but like I don't know what the game plan was, bro. What was the game plan? What like, was just to get your get your freaking face pounded in, like, but at some at some point, like, and I don't, I don't know what his corner was telling him, but like at some point, like when you're in the corner, when you're just, when you're going toe to toe there, and you're just you know huddling and covering your face, like you gotta do something, like you gotta be willing to throw, like I mean, Spence is just loading up, throwing combinations, hooks, uppercuts, and like, it wasn't when, anything. When Ugas did throw, he had some success. Like it wasn't like he like. It wasn't something where every time he threw, like he couldn't find find a home for his shots. Like occasionally, he was he was hitting Spence. And what was I? What round was it? The sixth. What sixth it, round. Uh, where he hit Spence, and the mouthpiece goes flying out, and he gets like kind of confused and dazed. Yeah, Spence. And- Spence thought the ref. This it was it was similar to Taylor Ramirez where Spence thought the ref was going to stop the fight for him to get his mouthpiece, and he just put his hands down, and Ugas just landed shots and sent Spence into the ropes. Yeah, and Ugas, and, after that, Ugas just stopped throwing, and it's like, dude, you got him stumbling. Like, well, I'll say, yeah, and, I'll, and I'll say this. the even, even when that happened, it should have been a knockdown, but that's beside the point. Like, Ugas didn't even go at him. Like he he just I know. He, he he allowed Spence to not only get get his wits about him, but he then gave the referee an excuse to then give Spence an additional like break to get the mouthpiece and put it in. It was so, bizarre. I don't. It, know. it was it was really bizarre. Um, I you know Spence. I mean, listen, Spence did a great job pressuring Ugas. Who again we talked about it. Great counter puncher. It was going to be interesting to see how he dealt with Earl Spence's style versus a Manny Pacquiao, um, especially with the size difference and like a Sean Porter. I I just I don't know, man. He just strange. <sighs> it was so strange to watch. Like I didn't it's think like... Earl. Like I didn't think Earl was doing anything overly slick. complex. Yeah, he yeah, just and I'm not, stood and I'm, there and threw. Yeah. And like, look, and, if it's working, why change anything? Oh yeah, so for like, sure. And I mean, like, listen, it's we both not like Earl yeah. didn't like Earl probably had Plan B, C, D. He probably yeah. had different levels ready, yeah. but like the guy just let himself get pummeled, so yeah. Earl just kept pummeling him. And I mean, we both have Earl in our pound for pound, so it's not like we're not when us like everyone knows we're big bud guys, so we're not Errol Spence haters. But like, yeah, like I, it just it just seemed like Ugas was ill prepared for it was strange for the fight yeah and again i mean to me that's a shame on his corner for when he you know yeah not giving him any adjustments to make and eventually yeah eventually the fight the fight got um you know spence just unloaded so much on his eye that he cracked his orbital bone and it, I, I was surprised that it even went 10 I, I thought they were going to stop it in the eighth round he, he couldn't even see out of that thing it was basically yeah. it was basically shut um and I was and, kind of expecting uh, the the cut man to you know like kind of like poke at that thing, get some of the pressure off of that. Cut thing, me, Mick. Man. Cut yeah. me, Mick. Cut me, cut me. Yeah, but it was just like, oh, it was it was strange to watch. Um, so Earl calls out Bud Crawford. Bud Crawford calls out Earl. It's gonna happen. Like probably this year, like probably like n- November time frame, right? 
Yeah, and it, well, before we even move on to that, it was fun because we were we were we were in our group chat with uh with your brother Tori, kind of going through the fight, and I'm just like Spence, Spence, Spence. I felt like even during the fight, you thought it might have been a little bit closer, like through six. And I'm like, I'm, no, I'm... I I I think I had Ugas. I, I gave Ugas the first round. Yeah. And one other round. Actually, all three judges. I was shocked all three judges did. But it was funny, even when, um, I think it was in the eighth round, where Spence just unleashed on him. I'm like, well, you know, you know we're going to get a 10-8 a, a scorecard, even though there wasn't a knockdown on somebody's score. And all three judges gave him 10-8 for that round. It yeah. was pretty It was pretty funny. So, um, yeah. yeah, to your point. Yeah, back to that. So, yeah, they're, after the fight, Errol went up there and was like, uh, you know, you know what fight I want next? Coming for Crawford. Coming for that belt. Which was fun because it was I, I'm pretty sure that's the first time he's ever called out Terrence Crawford after a yeah, fight. Yeah, I think so. Because um, usually it's it's Bud having to say, yeah, well, I'm just just waiting on Errol for when uh you know when to actually get in the ring and fight, and now here we are. So uh, I mean, apparently Spence has been saying he's got two fights left at him, so this might be. And even and, Bud, yeah, I mean they're both kind of been yeah. alluding to retirement, so. Yeah, I mean Bud's thirty four going on thirty five. I didn't realize. I think we talked about it last week. I didn't realize Arrow was thirty two going on thirty three. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, got yeah, definitely definitely still in their prime. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking this probably happens November December and probably Vegas, right? I would think so. I mean, um, AT- Raider Stadium. Yeah, and and a little bit of a transition to the next topic, but like. See, I, I, Raider Stadium, and, th- and I'm glad you brought this up because, like, that's kind of the difference between American fight fans and British fight fans. Like, the British are s- just sold out Wembley Stadium, 95,000 for Fury versus Dillian White. Yeah. And, like, this this fight... Without breaking a sweat. Yeah, like, the first like, day. <laughs> yeah. Um, And um, Spence Crawford... Is gonna end up being what the biggest fight since Mayweather Pacquiao probably, and is is it is it bigger than Fury Wilder too? You think? Yeah, I, I do. Okay, because oh, like curious. these guys have been avoiding each yeah, other for five years. It's well, gonna be for undisputed. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Bud's been avoiding anybody, but I get your point. Okay, same thing. Yeah, it, it, they they haven't been able to make a fight in five years. Yeah, um, and people have been calling for it forever. Um, like it's going to be for undisputed, like like Fury Wilder yeah. Yeah, was not right. for undisputed. Like yeah, you're right. Both guys are undefeated. This like the winners probably, like the winner might leapfrog Canelo for pound for pound. Like this is this is bigger than that, I think. Um, okay, no, I was just curious. But um, American fans aren't as rabid as the British fans, so like to put it in a football stadium, which by the way. The Ur- Earl Spence Ugas was in Dallas Stadium, and they sold like fifty thousand, thirty nine thousand, thirty nine thousand. Yeah, and it was just like, why in the world did you put it freaking Dallas Stadium that has one hundred and five thousand seats <laughs> if you could only sell forty? Like, yeah, what was that um, all about? I, I don't know about you, but I am already starting to put a couple shekels away because I might go to that. Might want to go to that fight since it may be. Both their last fights. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. Noted. I was. I told you. I was thinking about Davis Raleigh, and I've already shut that down. So, yeah. You know, the uh, I'm, I'm gonna put that put that away, and uh, possibly try to do that if that's in a reasonable time frame. Yeah, but this this if they fight this year, like for me, the fight I was looking forward to the most coming into the year was uh, Stevenson Valdez. Um, here April 30th but if that happens like that trumps everything so oh, that, that trumps everything of probably the last yeah three years yeah, yeah, for sure like I said so uh, probably since Mayweather Pacquiao so yeah you're probably right yeah good um, call looking forward to it um, so yeah transitioning to this weekend um, this fight is also pay-per-view uh, it's gonna be on ESPN plus it is in England so the main event will probably you be You sound like you're in... from London. <laughs> Bing bong bong. Uh, the main event will probably be sometime between 5 and 6 on Saturday. So pretty early one for y'all. Um, y- y- you want to give your analysis oh. here? Like, 
So tail, tail, tail the tape. You got tail the tape. Yeah. So we got Dillian White. He's 28, 28 and two. He's got 19 knockouts. Uh, he is six foot four, with a 78 inch reach. I don't have his age. Um, okay. I think he's in his 30s though. Yeah. I'll his 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 two losses are to. Uh, Alexander Povetkin with that infamous fifth round, just cold cock uppercut knockout, and uh, Anthony Joshua. So, you know, Joshua, reasonable. Povetkin, he Jillian White's you know, 34. 34, right. You're right. Good call. Uh, he is fighting the Gypsy King, Tyson the Gypsy Fury. King. He is, he is the king of all boxing. You know, Canelo might be the pound for pound king, but Tyson Fury is the king of boxing right now. The people's champ. 30 and 0. I'm sorry, 31 and 0 and 1, uh the one draw from the Wilder fight, 22 knockouts. Uh he is 33 years old, 6 foot 9, so he's got a 5 inch height advantage, 85 inch reach. So he's I'm surprised it's only 6 inches. I thought it was going to be probably like an 8 inch well, reach that, advantage. That, that's what I said, 6 inches. That's what I Yeah. Was. So 6 so, inches. Yeah, so he's he's got about a about a, about a Jordan advantage on him. Um Fair. <laughs> I don't know if you were expecting something from me. It's about it's about fair. Yeah, no, you know, I don't wanna, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, that's average. Um, I, I'm trying to find a way to. I don't. It, it just seems too easy that Fury is just going to dominate him. But you know what? Sometimes fights are just that easy. Yeah. I I can't see Tyson again. We talk every time that we've done a Tyson Fury fight, which has basically just been Fury Wilder two and, um. Fury Wilder three at this point in the two fights that we reviewed on this podcast. I, I the only thing that can stop Tyson Fury is if he just doesn't take the take a fight seriously and he just comes in ill prepared and just gets caught with something. But even after that, you I mean you brought up a great point and I like almost stopped when I was trying to say this. Like he ate Deontay Wilder's best shots multiple times. How is how, and and that's a guy that's six seven at you know in range with him. I, I mean, Tillian White's six foot six four, you know, which maybe he's only six three. His best to me, his best um, power shot is the uppercut. Yeah, how's, I mean, how's he landing that on Tyson Fury? Yeah, I, like I, it's. Like, I just can't see it. Yeah, we talked about this offline. You were like, maybe he catches him with an uppercut, and like you said, you were about to stop yourself. But I just was like, dude, he already ate. All of Deontay Wilder's best power punches, and Deontay Wilder's historically strong puncher. Like, yeah, it, he got up off the mat three times, like from from being knocked down from Deontay Wilder. Like, Dillian White cannot knock him out. It's it's not going to happen. It, it's impossible. Th- that would be one of the biggest shockers in sports I've ever seen. Right. If Dillian White knocks out uh, Tyson Fury. Like, like I would. I might have a heart attack if that happens. <laughs> like, I, I, I cannot yeah. see that in any scenario. I, I told you, I think the only path to victory for Dillian White would be is if somehow he just randomly, luckily, opens up a, um, a cut, a Otto Wallin style cut over Tyson Fury. If you're unaware, um, Tyson Fury fought this guy, Otto Wallin, between. Um, Wilder, Wilder yeah, one his, and Wilder it his, two. It was his second fight after uh, Wilder one, and um, this it was basically a mandatory bum. And Wallin just opened up a cavernous cut on Fury's face that almost right stopped the eye. fight. Yeah. Um, but Fury's cut man was able to keep it. Yeah. it clean enough to where the, he could finish the fight not even if oh, let's 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 call the powers the powers that i was gonna see would, if there if, not, if there if there wasn't 200 million dollars on the line that's yeah, that it could have been stopped. stopped if there wasn't yeah. like big money on the line in the next fight yeah exactly um so if something like that happens where dillian white is gonna be a better boxer than like in terms of the sweet science uh than than wilder um and he um he shouldn't wear down as quickly as Wilder. Yeah. So if he can Fury, open up a cut early on Fury, maybe maybe he can kind of box his way around a little bit and just kind of work on that cut. Fury's be, apparently like, coming in fourteen thing. pounds lighter. 
Yeah, I could see that. About two, no, like that's the that's what they're saying. That he's actually she's actually more around. Like he's like two sixty three. He was two seventy seven. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I fight. see that. I get that. So, um, so, um, you gave the tail the tape. Uh, I'll give the odds here. I've I've been really curious about this. Yeah, yeah, I was too. So, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Fury plus eight fifty. Uh, you mean minus eight fifty? Yeah, minus eight fifty. Sorry. That's where I I would have put it in the eight hundred to thousand range. It's minus five fifty. Okay. So definitely a favorite, a steep favorite, but prohibitive, not necessarily. Um. Yeah. Dillian White is plus four hundred. Um, I I gotta be honest. That seems that seems way too narrow for me. Like, Errol, I, Errol Errol Spence had a wider wider. A wider, wider margin, right? On Ugas, yeah. Which is crazy. Um, over, under, and rounds, Drew. Uh, nine and a half. Yep, nine and a half. Nice. The, un- the under is minus 130. The over is plus 105. Okay. Um, Fury by decision, plus 220. Fury by stoppage, minus 150. Mm-hmm. Draw plus twenty five hundred. Usually they're plus eighteen hundred. Yeah. Uh, Dillian White by decision plus twenty two hundred, and Dillian White by stoppage plus four fifty. Okay. I I just I would be absolutely shocked if Dillian White wins, and I would be beyond floored if Dillian White knocks him out. Yeah. I think um, I think Fury gets a stoppage in the eighth round. Yeah, I I was gonna say Fury gets the stoppage in the seventh. So you mean seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth? Nope, the seventh. Okay, wow, look at look, look at God, look at you narrowing. I stuff was gonna down say now. six, but you said eight, so I bumped it up one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I he he's too good. Like he's just he's he really bigger. Is. He's bigger. He's gonna move better. He's yeah. a heavier puncher. He's a better boxer. Like he's gonna be bigger, fatter, better shape, better, better puncher, more power. Like everything. Like yes. And Dillian White. And I'm sorry to bring it up. I don't. You know, I haven't listened listened to a ton of um, lead up to the fight. But I like neither. Like Pavetkin knocked out Dillian White. Like a 40 year old Pavetkin. Like. I'm sorry. Like you're now you're going to go up against Fury? Like no chance, bro. No chance. No None. chance in hell. No chance. That's what you got. Yeah, if, um, we're, if we if we come on here, if we come on here next week and we're talking about <clears throat> Dillian White being the heavyweight champion. I'm not going to know what world, to say. Maybe, maybe that'll be the first week we just don't do a podcast. Dude, I'm not going to know what to say. Like it's <laughs> just I, I can't see it in any way shape or form. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I got um the, now you. the question is, they there's been talk out there, and I think Fury himself even said that this is his last fight. Yeah, he's been saying that. No go, no go. That, if if you're Fury, I don't know why you, you would ever make this your last fight. I get that yeah. it's it's going to be an iconic event in Wembley Stadium, yeah. but like, uh, he's not serious. He's just he's just flapping his gums, being Tyson. Guess Fury. what? Like. You got a chance to unify everything. Like, yeah. no one can beat you right now. And he's thirty-three. He's he's towards the end of his career, but he's not old. Yeah. Like, not at why, all. Why? Why he's, would he's you just... not go after the, the three belt champ? Whether it ends he's up just, being he's just saying that. Whether it ends up being uh, Usyk or Anthony Joshua, like you, you, you gotta, like, why, why, why would you not go get the, the other three belts? I don't know. Um, he will 100% be not retiring. Plus, there's so much money on the line. Like, like you're the only other person other than Canelo that can get like these like ridiculous contracts. And like, eh, and AJ. Okay. AJ, AJ, yeah, especially in London, AJ makes more money than Fury. Not right now. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even think that's debatable. Right now. Yeah. AJ get can can demand a bigger gate than yeah. Than I mean Fury. AJ easily gets between twenty and thirty million dollars a fight. 
crazy money like that. Isn't Fury getting like a hundred million in his last no. couple fights? No, no, okay. No. Well, I, no. I misread that then. No, Fury for this like this fight right here. Fury's getting I think twenty eight million dollars. Okay, well I misread that then somewhere. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I mean I'm pretty sure AJ is still the cash cow at because 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 he fights he fights in London every fight. And he sells out. He just keeps selling out these stadiums. So DeZone, DeZone and uh, I don't know if he's matchroom. They they pay him Fury, out the wazoo. Fury's getting uh, almost thirty million. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, I think it's twenty eight. And then they get the twenty nine and a half. And there's going to be an additional four point one if million he wins. Bonus. Yeah. Yeah. If he wins, the winner gets the gets the extra cut. Yep. And Dillian's getting what eight million? I think. Uh, seven point four. Yeah. Yeah, which is his highest payday ever. So. Yeah, I just, and that's yeah, I, I uh, whatever, whatever. Anyway, uh, so that's that's all we got for boxing this week, right? Yes, sir. Man, um, I will be buying it. Um, yeah, I'll be in my car sadly, so I will not be. I'm I'm so sad for you. I, me too. I'm, you might have to call me and just talk me through it, and do the cards. <laughs> talk you through it. Do the cards. Uh, watch the fight. It's yes. of course it's gonna be uh, in the middle of the day, so my family's gonna be just like badgering me while I'm trying to watch this. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I think it's gonna be seven. It's gonna be seventy bucks, I believe. So yeah, that sounds accurate. On ESPN Plus, so sixty nine ninety nine. We'll round it up. So of course I'm just gonna be dropping one hundred fifty bucks on boxing the past two weeks. Gotta love it. At least we're getting we're getting we're getting the best one for free, though. So that evens yeah. out, right? Yeah. Excited for next week. All yes, right. Sir. <clears throat> Blood, next sweat, order, and tears. Next order of business. Um, just wanted to mention our uh, NBA uh, two for one. Yes, sir. Dropped uh, our first episode of the playoffs this week. Um, not sure when we're going to do the next one. Maybe this weekend. Maybe next week. Maybe maybe we'll let this series get four games deep or so, and then kind of do a mid-series recap or, or a mid-series kind of uh, update or something. It's probably what we'll end up doing, but uh, check we, it out. We, uh, we, may need, we may need to do an emergency uh, an emergency pod if the Pelicans go up 2-1 tomorrow night. <laughs> um, a lot so of injuries, we, though. We didn't talk about this when we recorded, though. Chris Middleton's out three to four, possibly three to four weeks with a sprained MCL. Oh, Devin, wow. Book, Devin Booker's out at least the next two games with a uh, – a right hamstring grade one level just crazy man like there it goes you know littlest things yeah i mean jordan jordan pools uh shaking on the bench right now i don't know what happened oh his hand and luca luca <laughs> luca didn't play again tonight and i'm pretty sure the jazz well, let's see if it's accurate scotty yes. barnes got his foot stepped on the jazz just lost at home to Kirk to Kirkland brand again. Jesus. I need to go after this podcast I will be trolling Jazz Twitter again. Unbelievable, dude. Like yeah. <sighs> that's just so bad. So hey. bad. Rudy Gobert, minus sixteen. Whoops. Um and Beat had that sick. Uh, game winner. Oh man, I uh, so I was I was so mad last night because I'm watching the game, watching the game, and uh, it's tied. Twenty sec, five seconds left. I'm just like, man. Eh. I was like, Embiid's gonna shoot. So, as much as I love Joel, I mean, everyone that's listened, I'm more critical of him than anybody on that team. I always put it on the best players. So you're the best player when it's winning time. You need to be able to make shots, man. And he has not come up clutch at all in the playoffs in close games in fourth quarters just hasn't um and he shoots like a 25 foot fade away at the end of regulation and that's it i'm just like this fucking guy i was like i love you but motherfucker and then in overtime 20 23 seconds go off the clock and they can't get a play they get a timeout in with 0.9 left on the shot clock and they run a like a fade route, fade away, twenty five footer again for Embiid, and he splashes it, dude. 
And I'm like, you know, everyone's sleeping, so I, I like have to just do that like silent like, let's go, let's go, <laughs> going nuts. I'm on t- I'm on Twitter shitting on everybody that was uh, you know voting Jokic MVP. I'm like, is, I was like, that's your MVP, that's your MVP. What's my man's Raptor tonight, baby? Nice. So awesome! What a what a what a what a shot! Love it. Yeah, good stuff. So. Uh, check that out, everyone. Fun, yeah, we'll, fun, we'll, fun, we'll, fun side pods. We'll um, uh, we'll keep it up. Um, NHL half clappers this week. Um, j- just want. Bro, how is the regular season not over yet? I don't. There's still like four games. Like, what are they doing? What are they doing in there? I, I, the schedule got jacked up because all the Olympics and everything, so it's still going. Um, but didn't they not send their guys to the Olympics? They did not. That, so why why did that even affect it? Well, they, they didn't just, like, fast-forward. be like, oh, hey, the game's from, like, five weeks from now. Like, let's just fast-forward those. Like, they couldn't do that because, like, they already had all their arenas booked and tickets and all that crap. So, I mean. I don't they, know. It seems pretty easy to me. Well, uh, sure. Um, <laughs> what do you got but, for us this week? Anything good? <clears throat> um, the East is pretty much locked in on the playoffs. Um, it's just a matter of who's going to play who over these remaining, like, four or five games. But, like, the Florida Panthers, like, I, I just – I don't even know what to make of it anymore. Like, they have a freaking 118 points. Like, that's more than Colorado. Their plus minus is a plus 103. Like, that's, that's wow. absurd. Like, uh, what's his name? Huberdo is, like, he's pressing friggin' Connor McDavid for the points lead. Like, what is happening? Like, what – what is going on down in Florida? Like, I'm down here. That's what's I, happening, right? I don't even. I don't even know what to say. Like, are they? Are they, is, are they a thing? Like Bobrovsky in the playoffs? Is this going to happen? I, I don't know. I kind of hope it does. Let's um, go. Let's go. Let's go. And, and like I said, the Avalanche, 116 points, just a juggernaut out west. They're plus 86. Um. Although I, th- I think Minnesota might have something for him. Like. They got they got the two goalies now. Um, Carol Kiprasov is like he's incredible. Like they they're scoring a ton of goals. I I don't know. That's the West playoffs is gonna the East playoffs is gonna be insane. The West is is gonna be more intriguing than insane. I'd say. Um. So, we'll see how this shakes out over the final week and what matchups get get set. Um. The my Penguins won four zero tonight against the Bruins. Excuse you. Uh, my Penguins won. Excuse you. Uh, what? What do you mean? Our Penguins. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Man, you're 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 something sometimes, dude. Okay. Well, next time you say my Sixers, I'll be like, "Excuse me." I've been I've been I've been I've been I've been rooting for the kid for what nineteen years now. I think it's I've true. earned. I think I've earned. I've earned the uh, right to say our. You, oh, you definitely have. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's get it right. Hey, my bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll see what the Penguins pull together. The Penguins goalies hurt. Like, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. Like, who knows? Um, the only other thing I wanted to bring up in terms of stats. Um. There's a lot, been a ton of goals scored this year. Austin Matthews leading the way with 58. Hell of a season. Dreisaitl, 54. Ovechkin, 50. Chris Kreider for the Rangers. 50 goals. Like 50. His, his career. Oh, wait. He scored tonight, 51? Oh, my gosh. Like, he, his career high before this was 28. Like, I always viewed him more as, like, a grinder who could score or a scorer who could grind like but like he never even eclipsed 30 yeah he scored tonight he's up to 51 where does that come from he's 30 years old like out and out of the blue he's a 50 goal scorer that's wild chris Kreider. so kudos what a season the rangers are having kudos to him i mean that's just that's wild i i would have never like if you would have gave me 40 or 50 chances to name a first time 50 goal scorer coming into the year like I don't think I would have picked him so unbelievable um I cannot wait the NHL playoffs is jazzed as you get for the NBA playoffs like the NHL playoffs are gonna be absurd like it's 
Oh, I can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, but that's all I got for the NHL this week. Which leads us to everyone's favorite minute in podcasting. I'm waiting for it. Come on. Give me give me my give me my uh You gonna tell everybody what it is? Well I, I was gonna wait the pit stop. Come on. The pit stop. Come on, give me my vroom vroom. Vroom vroom vroom. There it is. There it is. Gentlemen, start your engines. Hey, driver, drive these. Please be 18. <laughs> All right. 10, 9, 8, 76. 1, 2, 3, 4, four 5, five sixes. Sixes. Yeah, finally. Six weeks later, we finally Ooh. got it right. Electric. Love it. All right, you ready? Yes. And go. Last week, Bristol Dirt Race on Easter. We didn't pick it. I barely watched it. I watched, like, the final ten laps. Uh, Reddick got screwed out of his first win, and he did it with a smile on his face. It was kind of bizarre to watch. Uh, Kyle Busch got the win. Good for him. This week, I dropped the Ricky Bobby line. It's Talladega. Born and raised on some whiskey in a glass. Two and a half miles super speedway. Expecting a great race based on what we saw in Daytona this year. We are a minus 13 with two wins coming in this week. Our picks are Bowman, 20 to 1. Chastain, 25 to 1. Chris Boucher, 25 to 1. And Cole Custer, 50 to 1. These races tend to be crazy. We went with some long shots. Let's go. I love long shots. Yeah, Chicks the dig them. The super speedways are just, they're insane. They're, there's huge wrecks. The whole front half of the field will be taken out, and the guy in 18th place will just cruise into the victory. So um, we just went with some long shots here. So it's, it's it. going to be funsies. Talladega. When I want to go, I wanna go fast. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> hey, driver, drive these. That's still one of my all-time favorite lines in a movie. Because <laughs> why would anybody say drive these? That's just so funny. Yeah. That movie's definitely grown on me over the last uh, 12 years. I remember seeing it in the movie theater, and I was like, really? This this is what we got, all got excited for here? Yes. Yes, it was. Um. Okay. So... Last order of business in beer one, the parlay. We've, the we've parlay. actually hit the parlay two straight weeks. <laughs> Means we got to keep it going. So we're up, we're up to 16, 16 buckaroos. They've, we've we've had like some favorites. We're gonna we're gonna stick with it. We're just gonna keep building building momentum here. So, that being said, do you have a pick or do you want me to go? Tyson Fury. For the win or for stoppage? We're going to just go for the win. We're going to keep it simple. Well. Build momentum. You took you took my pick. Just keep building momentum, J.O. Yeah. Um, that being said. Ooh. Phoenix minus one and a half is kind of sexy tomorrow. Phoenix minus one and a half? That's kind of with, sexy. Without, without Booker? It's kind of sexy. Without Booker. I mean, they're playing a 36-win team without Booker, so. That they just lost to. I Yeah, it happened. Um, not going to lie. I kind of want to go to the NHL. Ooh. And All right. the Panthers-Maple Leafs, I kind of just want to take the over because um, why not? Why not us? Awesome Matthews scoring a ton of goals. The Panthers scoring a ton of goals. Um, coming down towards the end of the season, I'm not sure who's playing for what, which maybe that's that'll hurt me. Um, but let's go uh, Saturday, the 23rd, 7 p.m., the over in the Panthers and Maple Leafs game. Lock Boom. it up. Lock so that got, shit up. So we got Fury in a net game. Am I keeping it simple enough for you there? I love it, man. We got we to gotta, we gotta build our momentum and build our confidence back. 
Should I should I take a, a way more bigger favorite just to keep it going? No. Because <laughs> now I'm worried. No, we're good. Good. Um, sweet. All right, let's do that. So that'll be next, a six, next, that'll, next, that'll be a sixteen dollar bet. Next week we're gonna let it all ride on Shakur, and somehow Valdez is gonna like be all doped up and. No, no, it's not happening. <laughs> Shakur is just going to dominate him and vault his way into the pound for pound. Val- Valdez is going to come out looking like Schwarzenegger. We're going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on here? How? Yeah, it's going to be so good. I drank this green tea and I just got all these muscles. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be really right. exciting. Let's assume positions for beer number two. Beer two, two, two. Three, two, one. I debuted this beer on the uh, two for one. It is called Fourth Year Apprentice by Union Brothers Brewing, which is here in Pittsburgh, Harmony PA. It is a big hazy IPA, and it's a little bit too juicy, quite honestly. It's a little bit, a little bit punchy, but it's okay. You're punchy. Uh, what are you drinking? Just sticking with the premieres. Cool. Rolling it out, bro. Um, so this week, beer two. The only thing on our agenda is better call Saul. Uh, the delicatessen. The, the owner of a Cinnabon, uh-huh. Mr. James McGill. Uh, you mean Gene Gene Tekovich? <laughs> Gene Tekovich, yeah. The man, the man, the man, the manager of the Cinnabon. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Better Call Saul back, two and a half hour double epi premiere. Double epi came out on Monday of this this yes. week. Um, I gotta say personally. It took me multiple watches to get through it. I kept falling asleep. It's because you're old and punchy. That's true. Um, I just, like I said, I'm pretty sure I saw every scene except for maybe the last one. But, like, between that and the, I'll call it a 22 to 23 month layoff from the previous season... I, I was just like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I'm like, I'm watching this multiple times. I'm rewinding. I'm trying to remember where we left off. And like, I'm trying to piece the story together. And I'm like, I I, 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 I don't know. Like, it, it was good. I enjoyed it. And like, that's, it's mostly a me. I think it's a me thing. If anybody else watched that and was trying oh, to figure out. Thing. I was going to say, if anybody else was watching that, trying to, like, piece it all together, trying to remember where we left off or, like, had to watch it multiple times, give me a shout-out. Let me know. Like, cause I'm pretty sure it was just me, like, stumbling my way through it. But you're, I, you're, I, you're, you're sitting on uh, you're sitting on the aisle, the island with uh, with Locke and Ben right now. That's where you are. Yeah, I, I, I probably am. Me and the smoke monster just kind of, like, playing checkers. <laughs> um, but what were uh, what were your thoughts, Drew? Yeah, I mean, well, so where we left off in season five, uh, Lalo's compound gets raided by uh, Gus Frink's hitmen. Nacho lets him in, a uh, huge shootout, and Lalo, like the friggin' Terminator, kills all these like professional hitmen, and he's like just walking out, wait, just waiting for revenge. And uh, Saul, yeah, Saul and Kim are plotting a way to discredit. Um, Howard Hamlin, um, the partner of HHM, uh, so that, you know, you know, Kim doesn't like the way that, you know, he's treated Jimmy for whatever reason, even though he's tried to be nice to him, you know, she wants to basically find a way for them to have to settle the Sandpiper case that Saul finds in the first season. So Saul can get his $2 million and they can use that for a pro bono practice. So that's where season five ended. Um, I did. I thought this. They should. They could. They could have given me four hours, and I would have stayed up till four a.m. and watched it all. Huh. It, it, it's just so good, man. Like the, the writing is superb. The, the the, the cinematography is tremendous, and just like, 
Like I was just on edge the whole time. Like you know, I got you got Nacho running for his life, hiding from the twins. Like I don't I don't know why every time I see the twins, I basically I basically cheer like Kobe just hit a game winner in Game Seven. I, they they've said they've said two words in all of, <laughs> in all of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, and I love these two fucking guys. I don't know why. It's, I don't know if it's the skull boots, the shiny suits, but like they show up and it is just terrifying. Um. You know, all you know what I was thinking about when they stand side by side, they're quite a sight. But like, if you saw one of those guys like just walking down the street by themselves, would you ever be like, "Hey, is is that one of the twins from Better Call Saul?" <laughs> like, you'd be like, "Oh, Light. I don't know, random, are they, are they, random are they be, bald guy." <laughs> are they gonna be? Are they gonna be wearing the boots with the skull tips? <laughs> um, yeah, so Nacho's just running through Mexico trying to stay alive. Um, it's it's pretty apparent that Gus is basically going to make him a sacrificial lamb and Mike's Mike's struggling with it. Um, Lalo is alive. He hilarious. Naturally he goes to this, this, this house in a small village where he has, he's basically got a guy that's lined up that looks like him and even, even had a dentist get, get their dental records to match. So now he's going, you know, he basically just goes in and brutally kills this guy and his wife and burns his body and puts it at the scene of the crime because he wants everybody to think he's dead still so he can keep an advantage. And Jimmy and Kim, they're, you know, Jimmy, you can tell Wait, Jimmy. Wait, say that, say that part again? What what happened with the dead body? Oh, the, the guy, so when he, when he goes to, he goes to that little house where that woman's making him coffee. Yeah. And her husband comes in with the giant beard and he says to shave it, except for the mustache and the goatee. Yeah, that's that's like a, a look. That's that's a guy that looks like him. And remember, he he made the comment. He's like, oh, how uh, she, oh she made the comment to him. He's like, yeah, your dentist did a great job with his teeth. He basically found this is a guy. This is like a patsy, somebody who looks like him. And they even he even got the dental records to match, so that if they needed a body, and he needed to you know get out of there, this is the guy that was gonna you know he was gonna kill and be like his uh fake body i don't know what like i said just, i think it was just me just kind of like being well this in is my this, this was a brand yeah this was a brand new thing well this was me being in my own new like in my own world and like i did not put two and two together i don't know oh why. yeah the, the, the guy but that, that is yeah. that's a great point <laughs> It should that was should have been painfully obvious, but it was just well, especially me, like, especially when they go to the when the twins go to the uh, his house and they see his body burn up and that's clearly not Lalo. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I was just I watched it so like I was just out of it. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. that was and so you know he's just you know brutally killing these people. Um, and then Jimmy, you can tell Jimmy's reluctant. Like Kim's like, so I got I, she's she's just sitting there. She's like, so I I have our first step, and and Jimmy's just like, for what? She's like, for Howard. And he's like. Oh, we doing that? And she's like, "Are we not?" And you can just you can just tell he's just so reluctant that he, you know, he has. I, I keep saying Kim. it. He he's made her break bad. Not to yep. you know to continue to use that um, from the Breaking Bad series, but you can just tell like he he feels a certain way about it. And then eventually throughout the episode, he just kind of snaps and goes wolf, wolf wolves and sheep, which it's a famous callback from a flashback I think in season three i want to say um a guy comes and rips off his dad uh in the store and tells jimmy the water the world's made up of wolves and sheep which one do you want to be um so he he gets he gets committed so they're basically going to get it into the minds of the law firm that jimmy was work davis and me and that's working with hhm on the sandpiper case and other law firms that you know hamlin is a coke addict and they use oh man, I was so happy they brought the Kettleman's back, which might be my favorite like fringe characters that you've seen throughout the Better Call Saul series. Uh, brings them in. They're doing tax returns out of a ooh, is it a trailer? Is that what you would call yeah. that? Yeah, trailer out in the middle of the desert. And they've got the uh, they've got the Lady Liberty blow up um, blow up thing that that Saul ends up getting on the top of his building in Breaking Bad which was a which was kind of cool yeah it was a funny callback yeah. so Saul uses them to start spreading the word about uh about Howard being a coke addict after he plants some in his locker at uh, his country club country club yeah which was so great um how he turns that into they won't let him in because he's Jewish <laughs> even though he's 100% Irish Saul and uh 
Yeah, and they, you know, they're uh, as they're as the scheme like slowly but surely it's starting to work. The word's getting around. There's some doubt going into everyone's mind, and it's just it's not nothing will ever stick on Howard. It's all about just getting that doubt into these people's minds that maybe he's not as, uh, you know, as clean as people people would think. And they go back to the Kettlemans who have figured it out, and basically Kim, Kim <laughs> Saul Saul's trying to pay him off, and they won't take it, and. Kim says, all right, enough of the carrot. Here comes the stick. And I guess somehow, I guess she just figures once a crook, always a crook, and figures out that they're basically shorting these people they're doing tax returns for and calls the IRS and then gets them to play ball. And again, now you just can, it's just throughout throughout the episode, like you just see Kim continue to go dark. And it's, uh, you can just see Jimmy just, it's like, it's like breaking him inside, seeing it happen. But, you know, he's kind of going with it. And, you know, as they're as they're driving away, there's like a, a ten second pause, and then you see a car pull out and follow them, and it's it's it they, they didn't show who it was, but it's Lalo who Lalo was trying to make his way back to the states. He has a call with um, Hector Hector. Ding, mm-hmm. ding. He wants he wants to let him know he's the only one that he lets know that he's alive. And he tells them that he needs to keep, he needs to let everybody, he, he somehow, he has to do, you know, he think he figures out it's Gus Fring that put the hit out on him. However, however he did that. Um, and he tells Hector to play cool and wants to keep the advantage by making them think he's dead. And Hector goes, you need proof in order before you kill the chicken man, we need proof. And he goes, and he just pauses. He says, I know, I, 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 I know, I, I know how to get it. And that's that's I guess Saul is how he plans to get it. Now I thought it was going to be uh, something had some have something to do with Mike or with Ermin Trout, like with his his granddaughter or something to, to press him. But uh, I guess he's going to go after Saul and uh, and Kim to try to try to see see what's really going on. Um, and Gus again, Gus is just smarter than everybody because Gus the whole time he's like questioning. He's like, so you're telling me Lalo's dead? They're like, yeah. And he's like, so all of our hitmen are dead, but we think this was successful. And they're like, well, it happens. And he's just still not convinced. And he goes to see Hector and um, Bosa, and they're trying to make peace. And out of nowhere, Hector extends his hand for a handshake, which he would never do. And that's where, and then it has a little bit of a smile on his face. And then Gus is completely convinced um, that Lalo is alive. So. So Gus Gus is rattled a little bit because he's you know he doesn't know what's gonna happen and he's usually in control. So it's all just it's all just going wild. So yeah. I'm a- See, I'm glad you went through all that because like like I said, watching it over like ten basically tries, trying to piece it all together and like being like shaky on like where we left off. I was just like, ah, uh, it's like I'm enjoying each scene. I just don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's so good. Um, so now I'm excited for next week because now now that you've actually like helped tie it all together for me, put a little bow on it, so to speak. Yeah, yeah I and and the the beginning of the episode was like a five minute tour of Saul Goodman Saul Goodman's house as it's being I guess just raided by repossessed. Cops. Yeah, yeah. Re, everything's being repossessed and probably put up for auction. Like he's got uh, he's got gold toilet seats. All these yeah, ridiculous, yeah. yeah. All these ridiculous suits on in his bathroom. He's got this giant box of Viagra, and there's like hooker hooker panties in his bathtub. <laughs> it's just it's he's got built. He's got the cardboard cutouts of himself everywhere. But then as as they're taking his his Coca Cola desk out of his house, uh, the drawer opens, and you just see that tequila, the top of the tequila bottle, him and Kim had fall out. So always it's there's always that little piece of good in Jimmy that. Uh, that they try to they try to you know drop have drops everywhere so um so it's i think it's i want to say it's seven episodes maybe i'm off yeah i think it's seven and seven so i think we get seven episodes now and then we get seven episodes in july to finish out the season damn it i will be curious i mean i i'll be curious to see if they wrap up this story like pre Breaking Bad in the first half, and then the next half is all present day Gene Gene um, in in Omaha making his way back to Albuquerque. 
because as the that was the other thing in season five that if you remember he um he thought that a cabbie or somebody recognized him and so he oh yeah good call me, yeah remember so he like he drove he drove for like two days to like kind of keep an eye on things and when he thought everything was safe he's back at the mall doing his business and as he's sitting there eating a sandwich the guy and somebody else come up to him and, and they they recognize him and they're like say it say it because better call Saul. And he calls uh-huh, yeah, the he calls right. the he calls the vacuum guy right before he passed away um, in real life. So they must have got that scene in early. He calls the vacuum guy to come to you know come get him again to you know he's got to get a new identity and everything. And then he stops and says, "I changed my mind. I'm gonna do this myself." And hangs up the phone. So I I gotta imagine somehow he's either gonna. I would love a, that. I would love for the back half of the season to be all about him in present. Gene Tech of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean I. By the way, I I pulled it up on IMDb here. So, yeah, seven episodes ending May 23rd. Then it picks up July 11th, and you get um, 8 through 13. It's not actually 14, so. Oh, so it's only six. Seven and then six. Damn it. Oh, God, give me 20. Um, Yeah, so I I wonder that's how it's going to be. And I'll be curious to see if Kim – like obviously this Kim, I mean they're married, which you know people still forget they got married last season. Oh, um, I, I totally forgot that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's like I think it's I think she's his third wife, <laughs> actually at this point. Um, but when something did they get I mean, married? They got married at the in the middle of like after right at right after they do that scheme with the old guy whose house they're that the uh, Mesa Verde is basically claiming eminent domain on. And yeah. Kim feels bad, and her and Saul do the scheme to make sure he can stay there. They end up getting married, so probably like in the middle of last season. I totally forgot. Yeah, they got married in the courthouse. So I'll be curious to see if they how that ends because obviously it's going to end because she's not in Breaking Bad. So whether that's what I'm interested to see, like what happens to her. Like I wonder. I mean, in my <sighs> I kind of would like really enjoy if she ends up getting murdered somehow. I, I was just about to say I. I feel like Lalo is going. Like that's to... a weird thing for me to say. I no, think, I mean, but listen, like... but that's like, like, but this again, this is similar to what we talked about in Ozark. This is what happens in these situations. Like, like the the, the good the good guys don't win and get away. Like that doesn't happen. Like people die when you're messing with drugs and cartels and things like that. Like that's just yeah. that that that's life, man. Um, I, I I would think that Lalo kills her. The only thing. And I guess well, I guess it doesn't. I've always I've always said, and I think I told you this in the first episode in Breaking Bad when you see when you meet Saul and Walter and Jesse take him out to the desert. Remember they're remember they're wearing like these goofy ski masks and they like yeah. they're to getting him to defend Badger. He starts saying like he starts saying um, I think he says Ignacio or Lalo's names because he he assumes they're from the cartel. And yeah, he's, he's, I I think he definitely says Ignacio. I can't remember if he says he Lalo. I can't remember either. But I guess I was like, ah, maybe she, maybe he doesn't. Maybe she, maybe he or uh, Lalo doesn't kill Kim because you know what I think. You know how she tries to be like all like altruistic and stuff, like with these pro bono cases and yeah. all that stuff. What if she's just like uh, a random victim of like a, like a random crime? Wow. And and that and that would be Saul. Like, see, like that's why you don't go and do like be good. Like you just good. You... Man, you once again just disco inferno in that up, man. What a call. Disco inferno. What a call. Like, she, like she's trying to do the right thing and just is like a. a I feel. A, I feel. I feel like they have to have. Crime. Yeah. I feel like they have to have a falling out. I don't know why. I, I feel like they just can't have a clean break and it be something like that. But that would be yeah. That's a good call. Like if that were to happen. I, um, I think maybe like they're that close to having their pro bono thing and then like. She's helping some, you know, somebody like in, in a uh, low income area or something like that, and then she's just, yeah. yeah, like I said, the victim of a of a random crime, and then he just he just like fully breaks bad and was just like screw this, like you you look out like like you said like uh, what's the line uh, sheep and wolves or whatever. Yep, sheep and wolves. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or I I. A couple of theories I had was one is does he go to her to defend him back in the in the back half when he's in present day and she Um, ends up in jail maybe instead of dying or I was going to say she doesn't they just end up they end up just going their separate ways for whatever reason she doesn't get disbarred because there's to me she either dies or she gets disbarred because of him and that's that's it that's why you never hear from her in Breaking Bad or there's no like mention of whatever 
and that'll be like how they'll play it. But yeah, so may- maybe they have a falling out, and she gets disbarred, and yeah. she's somewhere else. And then maybe like his new character, like you said, in the back half, maybe they're exp- maybe she- they she gets like reintroduced in the back half of like his white knight that comes and saves him or something. Yeah, and like for me, I'm I'm just like I still don't. I need a very good explanation, and they probably won't because they'll probably be like, oh, like it's obvious again how he how he could be wanted for five million dollars because i just don't know how there's any concrete proof that he had anything to do illegally with heisenberg with walter and jesse because the only the only proof they had was a confession on a videotape from jesse that only hank and gomez saw who are dead and uncle jack and the nazis took the tape and i'm guessing would have destroyed it at some point and jesse's missing so like, what would be and um, how would they know that he was involved in all that? Yeah, yeah well, I, I agreed with you. When but you not, not that, that he up, was. Yeah. I mean, obviously he was their lawyer because he was with Jesse a bunch. But like, who? That's everyone's entitled to their attorney. The yeah, fact yeah, that he right. was money laundering and all that stuff. The only other person that would know that is Skyler. But remember, Skyler was playing dumb basically, so that she couldn't get incriminated with all that stuff. Remember, Walter told her it was like, oh, you don't know anything about my business. What are you talking about? So. Yeah. Uh, they need to, I need something here as to why, as to how they could, you know, or like I said, or maybe they don't. And Saul just shows back up in Albuquerque in one of his ridiculous suits and just basically talks his way out of it. And, uh, you know, goes and sees Kim and, and all that stuff happens. But, you know, the one thing we know that, and it's all the French, like I, you think not, Nacho's got to die, right? I, I would assume. Uh, breaks my heart. I love that guy big nacho fan was he in uh breaking bad no he's not a breaking bad okay like i said I, i'm pretty sure saw maybe after the podcast i'll listen to it to see if it's right i think he says ignacio and that's 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 nacho's name so yeah. um but yeah i feel like you know I, I mean we know which characters survive into breaking bad obviously but like i feel like not i think yeah, nacho uh, i think will die Maybe Nacho just goes to jail. I think Nacho dies. I think Kim. I think Kim lives, even though to your point, I think I think it would be better if she were to get murdered here with Jimmy's slipping Jimmy's wrongdoings. I think Hamlin comes out of this stuff clean. Is there any other fringe characters? And I think La- I think Lalo obviously is going to die. The Kettlemans. <laughs> the Kettlemans. Nah, they'll live. But I think Lalo. I think Lalo died. I don't know how you can talk Lalo. I don't know. I don't know how you can work around that story and never seeing him in Breaking Bad. And because Gus, remember Gus tells Hector, he's like, you know, he, you know, your, you know, your entire fail, your entire bloodline's dead now after the twins died. So I'll be curious to see who gets. I guess Mike probably Ermintrout probably ends up killing him. But I'm excited, man. I uh, once we get through the first half, we'll do a full. Breaking Bad versus Better Call Saul because I think I'm I, I, I'm dead even now. I was I was slightly Breaking Bad ahead of Saul two weeks ago, and now I think I think I'm tied. So unless okay. un, unless Saul completely shits the bed, I'm not think, as I'm not as I'm not as emotionally attached as you are to the series. I uh, I enjoy it. I really like it. Um. The part in Breaking Bad, where um, oh, who's who's the brother-in-law, of the cop, uh, Hank. Hank. When Hank puts puts it all together, and he has the the memory of yeah. of um, Walter White doing the whole "You got me," <laughs> you got like me. that's one of my favorite moments in TV. Yeah, like that's so good. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know how I would if, how I would compare them. So I'll I'll leave the comparison up to you, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. So, I uh, me too. Um, like I said, give me four episodes a week, every week, and it wouldn't be enough. But yeah. we're also gonna get a uh, next next week Ozark's back. The final Oza- season, the final, the final half of the season. Yeah, Ozark's back uh, next week. So yep. we, we will record before that comes back. Yes, I think it's out Friday. Um, yeah, and then also wanted to bring up uh, this week that in theaters, the unbearable weight of massive talent with Nick Cage. Oh. I 
I can't wait. That movie's gonna be so funny. I, I kind of hope. I hope. I hope it's also on cable. Like it's like a you know a buy on demand from Comcast because that's one where I want to see it, but I don't necessarily want to get out of my house to go see it. Um, and just be lazy. I do want to get out of my house to see it. So, I. But you know what? I started looking up theater times around me, like. There, it's like a limited release. Yeah, I was like, gonna say, what's it? Only a fuck couple screens, couple cu- times. Yeah, like the latest at the sc- at the screen I want to go see it at. The latest it is is at seven, and I'm just like, what? And then there's another screen where it's on at eight, and I'm just like, there's no like nine, ten, eleven. Like what? What? A- okay, well here we are. So, um, that's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for it. Um, but on that note, I don't have anything else. Do you, Drew? No, nah, man, I don't think so. I'm, I was just thinking about how hilarious it is that Nick Cage is playing himself. I it's... <laughs> looking look at look, look looking at that that mannequin of him from uh, the, wa- the wax and yeah the, the wax the thing wax from figure. Face Off. He's like that's grotesque. He's like that's grotesque. It looks nothing like me. I'll give you twenty thousand for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so. I love. I love it when these guys like make fun of themselves. Did and you Pedro ever... Pascal's in it. Like, yeah. I can't wait. Did you ever see the one? Uh, this is the end with uh, Seth Rogen, Franco, and those I, guys. No, I never did. No. You should. Uh, you should watch it. Where they're all. They all just play themselves, and they're just. <laughs> that one's pretty. I haven't. You know what? I think I have that on my. Uh, on one of my. Um, my video streams that I gave it the password for you. You, you, I think you'd enjoy that. Danny okay. McBride, Danny McBride is literally, he is the man in that. He is so good. I know we're both Danny McBride guys. Yeah. Sounds funny. So, well, uh, all right, Drew. As did for it. you, we did it. We, we together, did all of us, even the two guys on the ground. <laughs> They get they get the participation award or what's what are the what's the line? Yeah, they get the participation award. Uh, anyway, ta ta for now. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talk about anything that makes you get loud